1: From breaking glass ceilings to
2: dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile App is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JPMorgan Chase Bank N.A. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024, JPMorgan Chase & Company. Now is the time to bring new ideas to your industry. And T-Mobile for Business has the advanced
3: 5G solutions to make that happen. We're helping rethink patient-doctor interactions with real-time data sharing. We're tracking carbon with 5G sensors to help fight climate change. We're partnering with cities to connect roadways, cars, and drivers to minimize injuries. Disruptive thinking deserves a disruptive partner. So let's get started on what's next for your business. Step up your innovation at tmobilecom slash now.
4: Hi, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. And we're going on a series of double dates to find out... What makes a
0: marriage last? I interviewed Jimmy Carter on my show when he was president. But it was very different sitting with him and First Lady Rosalind, couple to couple, and talking about
4: something as personal as our marriages. We flew down to Atlanta and met them at the Carter Center, their legendary humanitarian foundation. This was our first interview for this project, and what a way to start with American royalty. We were shown into his very formal office. I remember the two
0: huge flags on either side of the desk, one with the stars and stripes, and the
4: other with the presidential seal. And he just came bounding in, this man in his 90s, and he pointed out a beautiful wooden chair that he had carved himself.
0: He was impressive. I'm sure it must be a challenge for Rosalind to keep up with his energy. They've been together for an unbelievable 75 years. So we had to ask them, how?
5: First of all, love and friendship go together. And, uh... We found a long time ago that arguments and disagreements are inevitable, you know, among two strong-willed people. But we decided quite early in in our marriage to give each other plenty of space. In fact, if Rosa's interested in something, she does it her own way, and and she accepts my help when she needs it. And, And vice versa, when I have a special interest she, she gives me plenty of space and time to work on my own projects, but she helps me when I need it. Right. So space is the first thing. And I think the other key is we decided quite a while ago to make sure we didn't ever go to sleep angry with each other. We have a lot of arguments during the daytime, <laughs> but we just made up our mind that, uh, that we would try to become reconciled at night. So So we, we never go to sleep in the same bed, right. still
4: angry. Uh, that's great. You know, some, we, we were talking, is what is it that some people never can come back from a misunderstanding? How do you think that you guys always come back from it?
5: Well, first of all, we have a basic premise of not ever being deprived of an ability to communicate with each other. Sometimes we do get on the huff and... and Rosa might fight for a little while, and might fight for a little while, but we try to get reconciled. And most of the time, I take the initiative when I realize that you know there are two sides to the issue, or that I was wrong, or something like that. One thing we do—we're Christians, both of us—so we read the Bible every night, and we have done that for 50 years,
4: maybe. Really? Yeah, every night. And how do you go? In, in order or do you pick a page or just go? Well, right now we're going through the New Testament uh-huh. in Spanish.
5: We have a Spanish English version. So one night Rosen reads and the next night I read. and when I'm traveling overseas or when Rosan is traveling, we still read the same chapter in the Bible. and so we know that at least you know even though we might be 5,000 miles apart,
0: we still share the same text. So it's been a all in all. It's obviously been a good life.
5: It has been been a good life, yeah.
0: But not without its challenges.
5: That's right. We've had constant challenges, and 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 setbacks. You know, not getting reelected president. The first time I ran for governor, I
4: failed to be elected. And how did you come hmm. back from those losses? Did you use Rosa to help you back, or did you go in a corner and powder?
6: No, you I think you? I think he had to help me. I was the one that was upset. <laughs> really, yeah. And he was upset, but I was more upset, I think, because he—he he, if he didn't <laughs> help me, I don't think I'd
5: ever forgotten. Of. When I failed in politics, Rosa was angry with the public. She was angry with Ronald Reagan and so forth. I had to think of ways to calm her down. So I was searching constantly for for good things about not being real <laughs> you know and, and so I had to ease her pain, which we did, and so that's how the Carter Center was born was had, something, something to do i was I was just fifty six years old, and Rosa was just fifty three so we knew we had say twenty five years of life ahead of us right.
0: This was the point where I had to remind myself that they actually got married in 1946. We didn't even have a television set in our house. We were still in grade school. And Harry Truman was in the White
4: House. Um, when you, you got married so young, mm-hmm. well, how old were you guys?
6: I was one month before I was 19. I had a baby one month before I was 20.
4: And, and how old were you?
6: I was still 20. I was on the way to be 21.
4: We graduated
6: back then when we were 16.
4: Oh yeah,
6: we had eleven grades, uh-huh. and um, there was nothing a woman could do except be a school teacher or librarian, a something like secretary or, secretary, secretary or
4: something like
6: that. Oh, nurse, nurse. Yeah, Alders, yeah. the culture when I graduated was you get married and have babies.
4: <laughs> yes, well,
6: what about this guy made you think he was the one? Well, uh, Jimmy's sister Ruth was my best friend. I spent a lot of time at that house. He was never there. And um, I always said I fell in love with a photograph on the wall in her bedroom. <laughs> I, I read somewhere
4: where you knew right away that she was your the one. Right? I did, yeah. Why? How, what What was that? I'm so excited by that because that's how I felt when I went on the Donahue show.
5: Well, I had had a lot of girlfriends, you know, going up in high school and so forth. I was cruising around with with my sister Ruth and her boyfriend. And was looking for a date. I picked up Rosa in front of the Methodist Church, and uh, you picked up girls at the church. At the church, <laughs> well, that's where it was a whole, whole bunch of young folks were assembled at that time. Church was a center of our, our life, but uh, but the next morning after our first date, my mother asked me some questions, and I finally told her that Rosa was the one I wanted to marry. And, and but then, why? Why? What was it? I, I, I just felt compatible with her, and, and I, I was, she was beautiful. And I guess there was a resonance. Say, I, I, kissed her on our first date. I remember that vividly. Uh, <laughs> but we rode in the rumble seat of a Ford Coupe, and my sister Ruth and her boyfriend, her boyfriend was driving. Which uh-huh. <laughs> I have no idea what movie. <laughs> But I never was doubtful about it. So the following Christmas, you know, I told her I loved her. It
6: was Christmas.
5: The next February 22nd or something, like that, it was was George Washington and Lincoln's joint birthday they, at the Naval Academy. My parents came up and Rosen came up with them to visit me, and that's when I remember asking her to marry me. But anyway, she said no. So, really? So from February to May, my... Impression was that she was dating all the other available boys to find a better match. <laughs> and then finally in May, she said, Okay. Why did you first say first. no
6: before? I, my father died when I was 13. I was the oldest of four, I had a little sister, four, and two brothers in between. And on his deathbed, he called us in the room. And I promised him that I would go to college. And it was hard for me. Um, to
4: go
6: against that, right? Yeah. I
5: graduated from Georgia college, <clears throat> so you got two years in. Yeah, yeah. Two
4: yeah.
5: Years. Two, We were living in Norfolk in the Navy, uh-huh. and uh, and when the, when she had the baby, we had been married almost exactly a year. But I was gone at sea most of the time, yeah. and so she had full responsibility to take care of the household, to shop for groceries, and. And to pay the bills and everything else, I was—I
6: yeah. had a separate life. You might say. Mm-hmm. We lived upstairs over the skipper, and um, his wife was there all the time, so that anytime time I needed anything with the new baby, uh, she was there to help me. And uh, and then all of the, with the, all of us, so many of the wives being pregnant and having babies and everything, made it easy for me because we, you know, we just got together while the men were gone. I used to go get groceries with the baby, <laughs> and I would get off on the street corner Grocers. and the bus and put the groceries down, run home with the baby, go back and get the groceries. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah.
6: it, was, it was tough. Yeah. But I, because, I did develop some independence.
4: Because he was gone, so you were independent. I, I had to. I was a
6: total housewife.
4: Yeah.
5: She was. As far as major decisions was concerned, I never did even consult with her. And uh, later when we got home from the Navy, we, we didn't have any money. We lived in the government housing project in Plains. And uh, when I decided to run for the state senate after being a farmer for a long time, uh, I didn't even consult with her about it. <laughs> I, I, I just came in one day and began to change my work clothes into a suit and, and a coat. And she asked me if I was a funeral somewhere that I had to go to. I said no, I'm going and run for the state senate. But I never had, did even discuss that with her before I before I made the final decision. Wow! Can you talk about that now, how that yeah. could possibly have happened? Yeah, but I, I but I wouldn't dream of doing that for the last 45 years of our marriage. I mean.
4: Can you imagine? Here's this peanut farmer who decides to run for the Senate and doesn't even mention it to his wife.
0: But eventually they found the key that made their marriage evolve. We
5: began
6: to work together as equals in in our business. I kept our books. And so it was not very long before I knew on paper more about the work than he did. And and we became partners then and, and I began
5: to consult with Rosen before I made any major decisions. So it was a transformation in our marriage.
0: We'll have more after a quick break.
1: Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic
2: Message and data rates may apply. JPMorgan Chase, NA member, FDIC, 2024, JPMorgan Chase & Co. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
3: as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: We're back to our conversation with former President Jimmy Carter and First Lady Rosalind Carter. They were describing to us how the power dynamic in their
4: marriage became more balanced in their decades together. But I was still curious. What was the challenge that was the toughest for them to overcome?
5: When we tried to write a book together, (laughs) we all be careful. Uh That's true. That was the biggest challenge in our marriage book. Why? We started writing the book, and we decided I would write one chapter, and then she would write the next one, and we would swap chapters and edit each other. But basically... We had a different writing style. I, I can I write very rapidly. I read thirty-four books and all, and, you know, I, I write very rapidly. And Rosen doesn't. So I would write my chapter and give it to Rosen to edit, and she would look to put it as a rough draft. But when she finished the chapter it was like she had been to Mount Sinai and God had <laughs> given us her this precious text, called in stone. And if I changed one word in it, it caused her serious distress. So we had a, we, we soon, true. we soon decided that we would give Peter Osnos, him, you know, uh, their small advance back and, uh, and, and forget the book. Really, it was, it was breaking up our marriage we couldn't
6: talk about it that.
5: we, we couldn't, couldn't we couldn't even discuss it with each other we just wrote ugly letters back and forth on, on the word processor but well, we we would agree on 95 97 percent of it of what we wrote, but the three percent was we didn't agree on because if something happened i I might have thought it was humorous and she might have thought it was very serious so peter Osnos came down to planes and uh our editors and said i i I hate for you to give up this book because it has good potential and I said, okay, so he he went down throughout the book and found out the paragraphs on which we couldn't agree completely, so he divided them up, he gave half the paragraphs to me and half the other half of the paragraphs to Rosa the ones that you knew and in the book it had a it, even when they printed up the book, Peter Osno put an r by Rosa's paragraphs and a J by my paragraph, and so when when I had a paragraph, I could write the final version, and Rosalind couldn't, <laughs> couldn't change it, and vice versa. So we saved the book, and, and it was hard.
0: It, it almost broke up your marriage. The biggest surprise for me here in the short time we've had
6: is, uh, I think you're a feminist. <laughs> well, I'm, I always thought I was, but... <laughs> Jimmy has always thought I could do anything, always. And so, I campaigned all over the country. I mean, uh, I've done things I never dreamed I could do. Uh-huh. And, and, and we've done things together, like we took downhill skiing lessons when he was 62 and I was 59. I mean, we started skiing at ages. We, he doesn't only want to learn about things, he wants to do them. We do bird watching and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. together, and uh, it's just been. A, been a, and together. we've had things happen to us like together. living in the White House That's the key, <laughs> yeah. Never dream. yeah, it's because of him. Because he just had confidence that I could do anything. Yeah, yeah. And so that gave me confidence that I could do it. If you could give advice to a
4: couple, married already or about to be married, what would you say, that would maybe help them? I would say
5: give each other plenty of space to do your own thing. Find things to do together and try to be reconciled at the end of every day, which means you have to communicate with each other. What about you, Rosalind? I
6: think that uh, I went so long from being, doing what he said, and we really had to work at it a little bit, you know, to make it so that it was all right for me to do what I wanted to do and him to do what he wanted to do and we still cared for each other. Right. that That's the most important thing it was in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think probably Jimmy's too. For
4: you to finally be who you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And vice versa.
0: That's former President Jimmy Carter and First Lady Rosalind Carter. I loved hearing how they grew together. An inspiring couple. And a true honor to be with them. Until next time, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas.
4: Oh, it's been thank great. You. I thank, thank, you thank you both you so much. Thank you all for having Double Date is a production of Pushkin Industries. The show was created by us and produced by Sarah Lilly. Michael Bahari is associate producer. Musical adaptations of It Had to Be You by Stellwagen Symphonette.
0: Marlo and I are executive producers, along with
4: Mia Lobel and Letal Molad from Pushkin. Special thanks to Jacob Weisberg, Malcolm Gladwell, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Eric Sandler, Emily Rostek, Jason Gambrell, Paul Williams, and Bruce Kluger.
0: If you like our show, please remember to share, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.